With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. He's got it! And you have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Absolute ecstasy for England! Agony for New Zealand! Hi everyone and welcome to Cricket Daily, the dulcet tones of Ian Smith. Any excuse to play that audio, the last time that England and New Zealand played together at Lords in the World Cup final. Well, it's on again today. England and New Zealand's Test Series begins at Lords. Hopefully we get something as equally entertaining. We've got plenty to talk about on today's show. I'm Paul Dennett. I'm here with Barrett Sunderason. We've got some ICC major news around all sorts of things with regards to the World Cups. We've got some Hall of Famers, including Australia's greatest ever leg spinner, Bill O'Reilly, has been added to the Hall of Fame. Mohamed Amir might be back in the fold. Shakib Hassan and Mustafiza Rahman are going to miss the IPL. First up, the ICC seems to have finally learnt that we do need more rather than less when it comes to the World Cup. Starting from 2027, there's going to be 14 teams in the 50-over World Cup. I think this is a good thing. The world is returning to the World Cup, Paul, finally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, there's been so much talk about um, how the game of cricket hasn't grown uh, at the ICC level in terms of uh, multinational tournaments. They uh, have had a very reductionist, literally, uh, approach to it. Uh, it, of course, goes back to the days of uh, India being knocked out in the 2007 <laughs> World Cup. But uh, what they've done is... Uh, the the wounds have finally healed, I guess, for the ICC from uh, then. Uh, and what we will see as a result is 20 years after India were knocked out early in a tournament uh, in a World Cup, we are back to uh, 14 teams, 
Uh, and they brought the Super Six back, which also means Paul is uh, they're giving themselves uh, two options. I mean, two ways out to make sure there's an India-Pakistan match. Yes. If they're not in the same group, at least they will face each other in the Super Six. Guaranteed. I think it's, yeah, it is very clever because it means guaranteed six games for India. So even if they spectacularly crash out, six games is pretty good. Uh, the, the thing that, I don't know if you remember it, but the 99 World Cup in the Super 6 is when Australia were playing the West Indies. They were incentivized to slow their net run rate down because when you go from the, the group stage into the Super 6s, you only take through most of the points against sides that are also going to make it. And so Australia had this crazy situation where Steve Waugh and Michael Bevan had to almost uh, uh, only win in the last possible over. So we could see some fascinating machinations of the Super Sixes again. I'm looking forward to it, albeit um, it is a long time away. It's a pity they probably couldn't have made this change for for the 2023 um, World Cup. But the other big change is that from 2024 onwards, there's going to be uh, a men's and women's World Cup of T20 cricket every two years. Now, the cynic of me is surprised that they didn't go the other way and have two in every one year to, to really maximise it. But um, why not take on the Olympics in FIFA every uh, every couple of even years? Sounds good to me. I mean, if they really didn't want to take on the Olympics and the FIFA World Cup, they would uh, just ex- keep expanding the IPL, Paul. So you, you're <laughs> wrong. It's not the T20 World Cup that will ever you know, give competition to uh, any of those major events. It's the IPL. So there has been talk of two IPLs in one year, and thankfully that has never happened. Uh, but just uh, on that Steve or Michael Bevan going slow thing, I watched it on Fox two days ago, and <laughs> it's the... The only time I watched cricket with Bill Laurie and Tony Gregg in the commentary box where they've not been excited. They had nothing to get excited about. <laughs> um, the, the other good thing uh, that they've done is that they're going to have now 20 teams in these tournaments. So at the moment, coming into this next World Cup, there, there are nominally 16 teams, but eight of them have only kind of received a half invitation. They have to play in the sort of preliminary, preliminary tournament to get two of them into the main thing. Now we're going to have 20 teams in, in four groups of five, followed by... Super 8s and then semi. So, again, loads of games to have India playing. But I, I think this is a good way to to grow the game. We've seen a lot of teams come through. I mean, Afghanistan, now a test mm. team. Uh, where did they make their first ever appearance? It was in a T20 World Cup in 2010. It, it, it is the best way. And even with women's cricket, right? We saw the Thai women make such a big impact yes. uh, last time around. So, um, that's a good sign. It's growing. Um, uh, you know, just waiting for the day we have a USA versus China World Cup final. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, and the other thing that if, if you're excited about is that the Champions Trophy is back. It's going to be back in 2025. I mean, I thought 2017, Pakistan going out on a winner, that was going to be the last of it. But um, no, I'm surprised to hear myself saying this, but I think it's a good thing as well. I actually, I, I like Champions Trophies. Uh, I've covered a couple, I think. I did cover that 2017 one in uh, England and... Uh, uh, you know, I might get some uh, bad blood for this, but uh, the easiest final I've ever covered because, uh, you know, this was Pakistan beating India in the final. I was working for an Indian newspaper back then. Didn't have to write more than 300 words. <laughs> it was, it was uh, underplayed, uh, to say the least, in most Indian publications. But it was a great game. It was good good fun uh, watching that uh, game. And, and I think it's a, it's a nice, crunchy 50-over tournament, which at times is uh, better than the 50, uh, 50-over World Cup. Yeah. That's the one where Boomer overstepped. And then didn't the, the police in his state use the, his, the, fo- the, the photo of his front foot across the line as a sort of anti-speeding message, which he didn't like? 
uh he was really upset about it uh, india can be very un- unforgiving that way i mean there's always talk about the love that indian cricketers receive i remember chetan sharma uh, in the in a similar way when he was hit for a last ball six by javed mianda in sharja in 1986 a game that uh, no indian will ever forget uh, i remember his interview he said that i used to get stopped uh, at traffic lights even when i was just waiting at the red light <laughs> they hated me for a long time I actually saw that on YouTube the other day. Hey, so in terms of the test match coming up, um, we've got a, a, a pretty exciting moment. Jimmy Anderson is going to, if he plays, equal Alistair Cook's record of 161 caps. He's eight short of a thousand first-class wickets. Ollie Robinson and Craig Overton are kind of in in challenging for the the final seamer spot. Have a listen to the figures that these two have got this year. Overton has taken 36 wickets at 12.9 for Somerset. Robinson has taken 29 wickets at 14.7 for Sussex. And what about the New Zealand side? Any any names crop out to jump out to you there? I mean, everybody's going to be excited about Kyle Jamieson. I remember covering that tour in New Zealand when he made his debut and made a big mark against India, of all people. We were there in, um, at the MCG when Tom Blundell made that uh, incredible 100. I've never seen a Kiwi crowd more ex- ex- get more excited than that. They created a lot of noise at the MCG that evening. And he plays his shots. He's, he's good to watch. I like Tom Blundell. And he takes great pictures of ground. So... Uh, Watch out for that. He generally likes to travel around the world with his drone. I don't know if it's possible in this COVID world, but uh, that's good. And um, yeah, it'll it'll come down to, I guess, um, and of course, Colin DeGrandom's hair more than anything. I mean, remember that great spell of his at Lords the last time he was there? I mean, he almost won them a World Cup. So I'm looking forward to Colin DeGrandom's mane as he runs into ball. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, it starts at 11 a.m. England time. 10 p.m. in New Zealand time. That's a big effort if you can stay up all through the night in New Zealand to watch it, but it's going to be uh, well worth it. I think the teams are going to have a moment of unity um, before, the, before before play begins um, uh, for racial equality. So they're not taking a knee, but they will stand in silence together uh, at the boundary. New DRS uh, regulations come into play for the first time in a test series. Uh, are you excited by that, Barrett? Uh, yeah, Paul, sorry. I'm just having some issues with the dog here. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> yeah, that's not been me making um, piggy noises. It's a dog and it's uh, annoying toy. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what do 1.38 inches mean to you, Paul? Does it mean anything to you? Because that's what the uh, bowlers now have um, to play with extra. Uh, you know, the bales never came into con- uh, consideration when it came, came to umpire's call or to an LBW call in the past when it came to DRS. Uh, but now, um, yeah, the, the margin's been raised to the top of the bales and not the bottom of the bales. So the bales do come into uh, the picture, which if you think about it, uh, should have always been the case because the bales play such a big role in um, uh, determining whether the sums have been knocked down or not. So that's good. Uh, but having said that, uh, you hear anyone who's an expert on DRS, they'll tell you the margin uh, uh, marg- or the error uh, when it comes to uh, determining height has always been higher than when it comes to determining width. So uh, it'll be interesting to wait and watch. I mean, it's DRS, Paul. It, it, it's, it's a gift that keeps giving if you uh, love <laughs> debates. So I'm sure there'll be something else to discuss in the next few months. Absolutely. Um, Babar Azam, captain of Pakistan, is apparently going to talk to Mohammed Amir. Amir... Uh, retired in um, pretty um, bitter circumstances last year. And this is potentially the first sign 
that there's a bit of a, a smoothing over of relations between him and the PCB. Any chance do you think we'll see him again at international level? Oh, what a life he's had, right, Paul? I mean, think about it. Um, 2010, um, the whole episode with uh, the no balls, and he spends time in prison in England. Uh, then the whole wait was, will he play for Pakistan? Should he play for Pakistan? Uh, and for Pakistanis, it was like, oh, we can't wait to have Mohammed Amir back. Um, four or five years on, um, he doesn't want to play for Pakistan. Mm. <laughs> so it's just a great story. And also, he's now settled in England. There has been some reports that um, will he, uh, you know, uh, he's already said that he wants his kids to grow up in England. So uh, there were talks that will he end up qualifying for England? Will he get an IPL gig? Will he play for England? You never know. Like um, horses for courses, uh, <laughs> you know, selection uh, for the fifth test. <laughs> five years down the line. You never know. But uh, I think Pakistan and world cricket need Mohammad Amir. He's too young to just fade away so soon. Uh, but that's the beauty of Pakistan cricket, Paul. That's why I love covering Pakistan cricket when I can. Nobody's ever gone for good. You never know. People can <laughs> just come back. And I'm pretty sure Mohammad Amir will be back. And in terms of the IPL that we've been discussing in the past, what will the international players do? So um, a development there where the Bangladesh um Cricket Board has said that they're not going to release Shaka Bel Hassan and Mustafiza Rahman to return to the end of it when it takes place in the uh, the UAE in September because Bangladesh have got some important preparation series for the World Cup against New Zealand and England at home. So this to me seems logical. Will um, will the BCCI feel the same way? Uh, I think they have no choice, and it's not just going to be the Bangladesh cricketers, right? Now, ECB is already actually Giles has already said the English players won't be released. Uh, I will be very surprised if any of the Australians uh, end up going back. Maybe a few who don't have international commitments. But uh, uh, look, I think the BCCI have no option uh, but to finish the IPL. Uh, but And they'll just have to do it with uh, whoever they have. I mean, they'll still have the uh, creme de la creme of Indian cricket. Uh, so, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. They've already come out and said that uh, they've had like uh, they've had discussions with certain overseas boards like the West Indies, for example, to let some of their players come uh, and play in that uh, IPL. But now with the T20 World Cup, in all likelihood, it should be shifted to the UAE. Maybe some countries might look at it as a great opportunity for their players to get that kind of yeah. exposure in that T20 environment. Uh, but we'll wait and watch. Uh, but uh, like I said, uh, it's not just going to be Bangladesh who will uh, you know, have players opting out. And finally, um, we've got five new inductees into the ICC Hall of Fame. Uh, English fast bowlers Brian Statham and George Lohman. Uh, Left-handed batsman of the 1920s and 30s, Frank Woolley. Brian Lara. And, of course, the, the, the most famous of them all, Bill O'Reilly, Australia's greatest ever leg spinner. And those of you who are saying it's Shane Warne, look up his career. First class average, about 16, 774 wickets. I'm just in the process of actually uh, creating a Bill O'Reilly podcast. So this is being a very wow. special moment to, to make to hear him oh. into the uh, Hall of Fame. So, Barrett, it's been great to talk to you today. I uh, hope everyone gets a chance to see some of the England versus New Zealand cricket. And we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Cricket Daily. Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. 
Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.